on a break. We were on a break. We were on a break. We really were on a break. Welcome into the They Were on a Break podcast. We are on season five, episode three, the one hundredth. Woohoo! If only y'all could see the face I just made. <laughs> it was crazy. I saw it at the corner of the screen and I was like, whoa! Well, that's a face. It wasn't as bad as I... I tried to, like, watch it from a different lens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I had my my central perk friends cup and I, you know? You got cozy. You were trying to be positive. Yes. I hated it, though. But it was It was good. <laughs> It was all right. On my end, because I knew you hated this episode, I Mm -hmm. honestly remembered, like, being fine with it, and then it was, like, a little worse than I remembered it being. There's some jokes where I'm like, okay, so Joey's the creepiest man alive when it comes to babies? (laughs) Why are we trying to show babies vaginas in Playboy? But, I mean, not only that, (laughs) your aunt's vagina. Yeah, they're doing an upskirt. (laughs) Ooh, and what? She's just pregnant, going into labor, not wearing panties? Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure, Joey. Jesus Christ. This episode was interesting to me because I agree that the Fawn's storyline is pretty atrocious. It just, what? what, what is it for? What? But, why? And I honestly think that if they didn't have that, if they had a different storyline, I honestly think this episode would have worked because I like kidney stones right all of that's fine monica and chandler like kind of having a tiff and i like rachel's like oh i'm gonna be on the news (laughs) because that was so great like don't you think that there's so much already happening happening in the episode that we really don't need this happy days add-in you know what could have been great is if like like, instead of the Fawn's doctor being there for, like, the entire time, mm-hmm. what if it was kind of, like, a mix where her doctor's not there, so then Ross keeps bringing in doctors, and maybe right. one of them's the young guy, one of them's the Fawn's guy, he only gets, mm-hmm. like, one scene, and then we get, like, it's kind of like when Rachel gives birth and you see all the, like, other crazy couples right. coming in. Just do that, but with doctors. Like, we did not need to stretch this out so much. And then at the end, have the original doctor come in. Like, Mm -hmm. with a head bandage on or some shit. Like, end it like that, you know? Or have the last doctor be Henry Winkler, who played the Fonz. That would be great. There we go. Then there's a reason for this. Yeah, it just was such an empty storyline however the way that that man talks about happy days is the way that i am with friends out and about (laughs) i'm like making references and i'm like you know what that's from right they're like no and i'm like okay (laughs) you're like okay phoebe had triplets (laughs) hey do you know that episode where rachel dates a guy who looks exactly like ross but his name is russ that's literally me though sometimes help That's me no, with, like, I'm, all television that I've ever watched. I have, like, an encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge in my brain. <laughs> Tell me why I texted Chloe this morning pretending like I had just discovered friends and no one else knew what it was. <laughs> we had an entire fake conversation for, like, four texts back so and forth. Cute. And it was really fun and so silly for no reason. And, like, you really had to be there, but... I wanted to bring you guys into it. I wanted to bring you guys into our little quirky, awkward fun. You know, it's fun. (laughs) Have you seen the bit that people are doing where they text their friends like they are, um, like, Democratic candidates running for office? (laughs) No, but that sounds incredible. It's so funny. They'll text a photo and be like, once again, I am asking you to take out the trash before you leave for work today. (laughs) This would mean so, so much to the people who live at this building address whatever it is it's so funny uh no but i did see a video on tiktok of an old man who was using the trash cans of the neighbors Mm -hmm. and then she put locks on them this video has like 6.2 million likes Mm -hmm. they haven't posted a part two i am frothing at the mouth to see what (laughs) this old man is gonna do and they they know what they're doing on there they know what they're doing on tiktok (laughs) they know i'm coming back every day 
I'm sorry, but I don't know what the general consensus on that video was. I think it is absurd when people. Oh, are you saw it? No, I didn't. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know what the discourse was. I think it's absurd if people are territorial over their trash cans. It's a trash can. It's you not pay made for of them. gold. You pay for them. But if someone has trash, if I'm walking down the street and I have trash and there's a trash can, I'm going to throw it away in the trash can instead of he's, throwing it away like he's on the going, floor. He's, he has his bags of trash from his house. He is walking around their cars on the side of their house near their second entrance and putting so much trash in them. Why? Then he takes their green one for the leaves and he takes it over to his yard so he can chop the trees and put it inside. <laughs> so I don't think you're on this man's side. And if you are, I'm out of your wedding, bitch. I was picturing like a little old man goes for a walk every day. And no. on his walking path, he has to throw away his banana peel that he no. eats on his walk. And he throws no. away his banana peel and he keeps on walking to go feed the pigeons. <laughs> no, this man is abusing his neighbor's trash cans. Like, <laughs> it's like that you pay for them so that you can fit a certain amount of trash in there for it to be taken. He's taken up Why at all. Why does he have his own trash cans? Because he doesn't want to pay for them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you have to pay. You have to pay not just to buy the trash cans, but like for them to get picked up. No, I don't think so. I think that you just have to purchase the trash cans, like, each. E- each trash can is, like... that's be- even Between cheaper. what it is... No, it's, like, 60 to $90. Yeah, but, okay. But it would be one thing if he was, like, I don't want to pay for a monthly service of getting... Like, the utilities, basically. Oh, no, 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 no. But he just won't spend the money on buying the physical trash cans? That's insane. This man has the audacity. You and, bite like, the bullet, you spend 300 bucks at once, and then you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's absolute, like, I I really need to see what he does when he can't put his trash in. Like, that's okay, what I, I mean. Like, it up then. I would lock it's it not up even on the, It's not even on the street when it's full and somebody's just throwing it in. One time, I went to park to go to work, and there were, like, trash cans on the street for pickup, and I needed to park in the free parking. So, like, I parked between two trash cans, and I moved the trash cans up some so that I could park there. Homeowner comes out screaming at me and he was like you can't park there and I was like yes I can it does not say that I can't park here he was like well they're not gonna pick up my trash I was like they will pick up your trash it's fine don't even worry he screamed at me for and I just walked away I was like he's like I'm gonna call the cops and I said do it babe do it call (laughs) the cops car parked here legally call them please it says no parking from like Thursday from 10 to 2 it's not that time it's not that time babe I guess people are like particular about their trash cans but I mean I I would be if I was that other woman well I think I'm projecting my own experience because when I was a kid I was like 12 or something and I was like walking I don't know from school to like wherever my mom was picking me up that day and I had like some trash in my hand and there was a empty like it had just been emptied by the trash truck that day Mm -hmm. completely Mm -hmm. empty garbage can it's not like it was overflowing in front of someone's yard, so I opened it, I threw my trash in, I kept walking. This man, like, ran out of his house to yell at me and was like, that's my trash can. Don't you touch someone else's property. And I'm just like, bitch, people can throw trash away. I didn't, like, take a shit in your garbage can. I threw a candy wrapper in a trash can. And I've been traumatized ever since. I don't know what the trash can etiquette actually is. Like, I would love to take a survey on the street of, like, 100 people and see, like, what the overall consensus is. Because I would think that that is fine. Yeah. I think but if you're throwing, like, a bag of trash away, that isn't it. I think that there is a level of... There's always a level of, like, when things cross over into the unreasonable. And I right. think that TikTok is a bad place for this. TikTok is so, like... I feel like TikTok is devoid of nuance. Everything on TikTok is like, it's black and white. Like, you're evil yeah. or like mm-hmm. you're a good person. And like, if you fucked up once, like, now you're an evil person, you know? Canceled. But like, in real life, there's a level of etiquette in which things cross over into the reasonable or unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Throwing mm-hmm. away one candy bar wrapper, reasonable. If I like. Well. Like, what if he has rats? 
and he only puts trash in bags in his thing. Like, there's got to be a reason. They're not just like, don't put your trash in my, in my can. But that's an unreasonable thing for, like, people to know. Yeah, just, like, take the trash out and, like, you it's know, like she's 12. It's like, if you're that serious, if you're having issues that are that bad, wouldn't you then just take in your trash cans immediately? Why are they still yeah. out here if they're empty? True, true. But to your point, if I had, like, a full, like, hefty bag full of, yeah. like, fish guts and I threw it away in this random person's trash can, crosses the line into unreasonable. Yeah. It's also rough when, like, you work somewhere and they want you to use somebody else's trash that isn't yours. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. Why are you making me do this? I don't want to do this. This is their trash can. I don't want to put all the trash in there. I hope you guys enjoy our our TikTok trash can uh, (laughs) conversation. I need the update of this old man, though. I need you to give it it. to me. I need to know I will look. I will look after we're done. You know what I hate? Are those videos, it's like some guy who pretends to be an old lady and calls other old ladies and, like, tricks them into thinking stuff, and I just don't think it's funny, and I think it's mean. (laughs) Is he just, like, like a random guy, like, making phone calls? Yeah, to, like, old ladies and acting like an old lady, and, like, people think it's so funny, and it just isn't. Like, he'll be like, don't you remember me from... And like just gaslighting oh, these fucking no. old women, and I'm like, this isn't funny. I don't what like are you doing? On the elderly. <laughs> yeah, like we don't need to do this. This isn't necessary. What are you doing, dude? I <laughs> like I hate that type of shit. I do miss, um, I miss like wholesome prank call videos, like Jenna Marbles and mm-hmm. um, Julian Solomita when they used to prank call like places where they didn't work and pretend that they were calling out sick. Okay, that's incredible. That like that's so how you funny. do it. That you don't call real people and try to make them believe stuff that isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like when people do that back to scammers that are trying to get information from people. Yes, those I TikTok love. is such a fun place. I'm gonna spend some time on it later. <laughs> I can't wait to see what it has for me. Uh, should we get into this episode? I guess. Let's just blow through this bitch. <laughs> so <laughs> Is season five, episode three, the one hundredth. Why am I did laughing? Did you do a so... whole intro? Yeah, I did. Oh, why can I not remember that? I, I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, <laughs> oh, no, I did. did, and then I made that really nasty face, and then yes. we just got right into I just trash. Completely lost my mind. Um, <laughs> that's okay, babe. That's okay. It's all right. We're here. So the one hundredth aired on October eighth, nineteen ninety eight. It was directed by Kevin Esprite. And written by the creators of the show, David Crane and Marta Kaufman, I guess they wanted to throw their two cents in on the special 100th episode, you know? Um, I have. Is some- there a theme of when they're involved that it's bad? Or is this the first one that they're involved with and it's bad? No. Usually when they get involved, it's like a milestone in the series. Okay. So okay. I believe, like, they obviously they wrote the pilot, and then I remember... They wrote the episode where, like, Ross and Rachel get together. Okay. I think they may have written the episode where they break up. Like, they always write the, like, very important, like, this is a okay. significant turning point episode. I see. Okay. Um, Just a little bit of background. This is some stuff that was talked about in the, like, director's commentary of the episode. But to prepare for writing the script, Marta Kaufman watched a tape of her cousin giving birth. So that I guess she would know how people act when they are distressed like that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't want to be filmed when I'm giving birth. I don't want to give birth. So (laughs) I'm just all set. Get that thing out of me. Put that thing back where it came from. So help me. (laughs) So help me. So help me. So help me. Uh-huh. I'm so happy you knew. I did that reference the other day and nobody knew what I was doing. So no, I just looked like I was dude, crazy and singing I know the this song. Entire, like, do you remember like the end of credits thing where they put on the actual musical? And they're like, yes. and so we put that kid back where she came from. Like, I know the entire <laughs> thing. She's out of our hair. 
hair. <laughs> That's literally how I feel about childbirth. Put it back where it came from or so help me God. You just want to be pregnant forever? Just stay in no, there? No, <laughs> put it back in the man's balls. Don't get it in me. Back in put the fallopian tube. Way back. Tube. Back in the ovaries. Get it out. Rewind. <laughs> like, no. Just, d- d- wrap it up. See, I don't We're want done. anyone in the room with me. Like, if I thought that I could handle the pain, I would, like, give birth alone, like, in a dirt patch somewhere. Like, <laughs> isolated in the woods. Because that made I, don't me go like, horse. <laughs> I don't like being, like, emotional or in pain in front of people. Like They don't care, though. These are women. These are men and women that deal with it every single day. I'm they just, see you guys every day. <laughs> they don't care. It's not I about you, Chloe. Care, I care. I'm just imagining that I'm going to be like, ah, sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're not going to care. You're going to be shitting on a table as a human comes out of you. That shit goes out the door the moment you feel what a contraction feels uh, like. Maybe. All of that shit. Listen, I've been watching some sister wives, and they be giving birth to those babies just in the bed. I, what? <laughs> I mean, one of them had a, had a, had a four-day birth. Mm-mm. What? Yeah. Yeah. Four days. The, Kill me. Four days. Just absolutely not. D- nope. That's insane. No. That's insane. So I'll, if I do have a child, I will be going to a hospital and getting all of the drugs. Thank you. See, I think it would be fun to have a water birth, but it's so L.A. that, like, I don't think I can do it. Like, without See, people being I, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, well, it, I feel like it would make sense to for me because everybody knows I love a bath. Like, I live in the bath, so it would make sense to birth a child in the bath. And I would do it if I could also have an epidural. Mm-hmm. But you're, it's I don't like, think you it's, can. No, because I don't think the hospitals are like, bring the bath in. Bring it in. <laughs> Fill her up. Well, my thing is that like pain feels better when you're in the bath. So like Yeah, but only for so long. Like think about when your back hurts or your body hurts and you get in the bath and it feels really good for 10 mm-hmm. minutes and you get out and your body hurts again. Mm-hmm. So it's going to feel great for like 10 minutes and it's going to be like fuck. This hardly did anything. <laughs> Those 10 minutes would be great. <laughs> yeah. I could be in the hospital for 4 hours feeling nothing. Turn these legs into jello. I don't want to be able to walk, motherfucker. Good point, good point. You know, like, no, no. And then if something goes wrong with me, it will. Like, fucking, it'll be coming out ass first or some shit. <laughs> Watch, I, I mean, what I'm learning wedding planning is you say that you're going to do all these things, and then when it finally happens to you, you really start to change your tune. So watch me yeah. say, oh, this is how I'm going to give birth, and this is how blah, 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 and then watch it completely change when I oh, yeah. actually bring a child into this world. <laughs> I See, I feel like once you get your epidural, you'll be cracking jokes. You'll be like, this is funny. Be like, this Let is me... the most fun I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, literally. You'll, you'll, you'll be good, I think, honestly. I feel like you would be great in childbirth. I do not oh, think I would be great in childbirth. You're so welcome. I'm going to be throwing up. I'm going to be pooping. I'm going to be yelling. I'm be, it's not, uh, put that thing back where it came from, you know? Like, I don't want to do this. No, get out of me. And for somebody who was so obsessed with pregnancy as a child, it is so weird that I'm like, mm, I think I'm good, baby. Well, Thank you're like, you hey, so I've seen, much. I've seen what I needed to and not for well, me. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> bringing home baby, Discovery Health Channel. There were many of them. Now, Phoebe is terrified of her labor hurting. Can we talk about other stuff other than this episode? I'm having so much fun (laughs) not talking about it. We start as everyone arrives at the hospital. Um, I'm Phoebe Buffet, and I have babies coming out of me. I thought that was funny. Um, But Phoebe's doctor isn't here because she fell in the shower and hit her head. She's so stupid. I do love that reaction. Oh my god, she's so stupid. Like It's so scary when you fall in the shower, though. I feel bad for the doctor. Oh my god, dude. One time I was at an Airbnb and I didn't fall in the shower, but like I stepped out onto the bath mat and I just went woo and like slid across the floor and slipped off the bath mat and it was like the most terrifying moment of my life. It's that like hot flash feeling where you get it through your body and in your butthole and your life kind of flashes before your eyes and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh my God. You're like, okay. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. But I guess it's fine. Is anything broken? No. Okay. We're good. (laughs) But luckily they have a replacement doctor coming in and he gives a whole thing about like, oh, you're in great hands. Everything looks great. And by the way, I love Fonzie. Now, this is a pitch that I feel like 
like comedy people love this. Like I'm like coming from improv and like comedy classes and stuff like that. I'm just imagining that David Crane and Marta Kaufman and the writers were sitting in the room and they were like, ha ha, wouldn't it be funny if he was obsessed with Fonzie and instead and he's just straight up said I love Fonzie and they were probably tickling themselves doing bits about the doctor who's obsessed with Fonzie this is a pitch that comedy people love and other people don't because it's not as clever as you think it is (laughs) you know what worries me what is that if that's what comedy people are thinking that's funny we're in trouble we're in trouble babe (laughs) that's not funny at all help help it's not funny that he just outright says it no i don't know it's just not what they thought it was good to bring a monkey on are they good writers (laughs) are we realizing something they had one great idea with the pilot and then they were like okay we need other people to write all the other episodes because our ideas were monkey and fawn's doctor (laughs) stop (laughs) (laughs) but you know what is great in this episode hmm giovanni rabisi Yes, I literally sent Chloe a clip of his acting that was the bottom of his face and his hands, and it was better than anybody in the room. Oh, he's so good. He's there. Alice is on her way, but he's going to be the Lamazda coach. Um, Love this joke. See, that's the thing is the jokes in this episode work. It's that there's Mm -hmm. like the cloud of the Fonz doctor. I love when Phoebe's angry, like, and a bitch, so I love her in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Frank. But, like, everyone, I think, is acting very well. It's just this so, fucking bit. Um, she's having babies, and they decided to put her on a cot. Cool. Looks good, babe. <laughs> she's just on the smallest bed that ever existed. And I was like, she hardly fits on this. How's she going to have a baby on this? <laughs> Y'all couldn't. What? Okay. The layout also, of her, this room is Her tape weird. is in the wrong spot of where you would get an IV if you were having a child. Oh, really? Like, Joey's, yeah, Joey's looked better because his was here. Hers is up here, but they really do it in here when you have mm-hmm. a baby. It's, like, on the side vein, the one that hurts really bad to oh, get done. Um, it's, like, they literally tell you this is the worst part of your day. Like, other oh, than, God. like, even giving birth. And my sister was, like, it was. It was so painful. <laughs> so you have that to look forward to. God, I um, hate But, you. like, there were just, like, little things that I was, like, noticing. And, like, she had, like, an IV bag, but I don't think that she would actually be hooked up to an IV bag because you're giving birth. What do you, like, I don't, do they put <laughs> fluids in you automatically? Like, I don't know. Like, I was just, like, I was looking around and I was, like. I don't know about this, guys. This This doesn't look right. Television things where they're like, okay, let's put the bed in the dead center of the room. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I think she might have an IV bag. I don't know. Shove that in there. What else do you find at the hospital? It's the birthing room that men made. (laughs) That's what it feels like. Kevin S. Bright. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly never had children. (laughs) Um, I've never had a child, and I feel like I knew more. Now, Rachel gets Monica a date with a nurse, um, and she's trying to get out of it because she's hooking up with Chandler, you know, but... Did this give you deja vu to, like, season two when they fake the insurance? Oh, yeah, and they date George Clooney and the other There was a part ER. of me where I was like, oh, is George Clooney in this? And I was like, no, that's when they switch names, babe. But it, it did give similarity. Well, you know, Rachel, if she goes to a hospital, she is going to flirt with a nurse or a doctor. Is that, and that's because her dad is a doctor, right? Yeah. Okay. She, she okay. loves a medical professional. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, Rachel says that they're going to go get Jello with them, and we get the whole bit about Joey making everything dirty. There's Which was actually funny. Room for Jello. Grandma's, Grandma's chicken salad. salad. <laughs> I love it. I always think about it. Um, I do think that it's funny. (laughs) Now, Chandler is insecure after hearing about these nurses. And he's like, Monica's about to go, you know, try to get out of it and turn the guy down. But Chandler's like, oh, whatever. It's fine. We're just goofing around. And so now she has to go call his bluff and be like, okay, I'm going to flirt with the doctor in front of you or with the nurse. And the nurse and I are really going to hit it off, you know? If somebody brought up the Gulf War to me in like a 
argument, I would literally be like, okay, bro. I'm good. Like what? Oh, yeah, the war? Should. Let's talk okay. about that scene. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you to it, buddy. <laughs> Monica's putting on a show in front of Chandler where she's like so excited for our date. This mm-hmm. nurse is very hot. I do He's have real to say. hot. He's very yeah. hot. He's dreamy. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm so excited, Dan. Really, really. <laughs> and then Chandler starts being rude to him and he immediately has to <laughs> the nurse immediately puts him <laughs> in his place because he's a veteran who served in the Gulf War and he's in <laughs> medical school. And then Chandler No, no, can- no. <laughs> I think he was like, wasn't he like referencing like, well, it wasn't so when was the Gulf War? I have no idea. I'm going to Google I? it really quick because I feel like he was referencing like that there were male nurses in the Gulf War, but not that he was. No, I think he was saying that he served in the Gulf War. Like oh, he was it nurse. was literally in 1991. So, yes, that sounds correct. So I guess he was old enough. To, yes. Even though he looks very young. He does. But OK, that makes sense. Old then. enough to be a nurse in the Gulf War. Good for him. <laughs> Do you know what the Gulf War was? No. Do you want to know? Sure, tell me. Um, hold on. I'm so uh, The Gulf Nolan War was an armed conflict between Iraq and a 42-country coalition led by the United States. None of that makes any sense to me. Cool. What's a coalition? Coalition? Coalition. God, don't make me... Do you know? I mean, it's like they're all united, like they're... Forces that all came together. Mm. The offensive was a decisive victory for the coalition. I don't want to learn anymore. Okay. We don't know a lot about it, but we we know that he was in it, and that we're just gonna. This is why we have a history was hard (laughs) and not. <laughs> podcast that's educational in any way. I, you guys, I, I was reading fucking <laughs> books to my niece last night, and like, they're so hard. They put so many rhyming words, Katie. and I'm just, I'm struggling through reading these books, and I'm so embarrassed. Listen, okay, I'm gonna, let's go back. I was so bad at learning how to read, I like could not do it. <laughs> But turns out I have awful dyslexia and never knew. Oh, so, okay. yeah, that was was we recently so figured that out. So Katie was never a good reader. <laughs> and then like I had to spend like my recesses in some fucking reading group where we were learning how to read like I wasn't. Oh, and then there was at one point where it was like the fourth graders helped the first graders read. And I was like, you really want me to go and do this? Because I'm. I'm probably on the same fucking level. Um, and it just, it really brought me back. It was like, tra- I was like trying to read, but it's like, twinkle toes, Timothy talked. And I'm like, why? Why? Well, just give me. Okay. Just give me. Or sometimes you open them and there's so many words. And I'm that like, where is. That doesn't sound like you can't read. That just sounds like you have a, like you, you, you're bad at tongue twisters. It just, they all, they all overwhelm. Like, they're like. Santi Kaka want to read? And I'm like, no! I, I, I can't even read the Harry Potter books. Auntie Jim Dale. shit today. <laughs> Jim Dale. And it's not because I don't want to. It's just because I can't fucking read. <laughs> so, I wouldn't take much advice from me on the Gulf War because I can't even read a children's book. <laughs> and see, I, I was decent at history, but the Gulf War is such a small war that I feel like it's one of the ones that slips through the cracks, you know? They all slip know, through the cracks in my brain. I know about Vietnam. I know about the World Wars, the Great War, as the first was referred to. Uh, I I know about uh, the, the Korean War, you know? Listen, but I've heard about them. I do not them. know about the Gulf War because who cares? Apologies. Yeah. My history teacher was also really creepy. Oh, really? At my high school, all the history teachers were like the cool teachers. My history teacher was very creepy and just absolutely having sex with students. So <laughs> I feel like there was like a lot of, but there were a few of those in my So school. Frank and Alice would get along with him, you know? <laughs> Great episode for this. Stop. 
See, I think that's... <sighs> I was thinking about it. I, I have a hard time, like... I guess I have a hard time really investing in this story of this episode because, like... We haven't talked about the fucking episode Frank at all. And, okay, but Frank and Alice, like, I'm sorry, but they should not be having a child together. They shouldn't ha- be having three kids together. Like, she was his teacher. Yeah. Like, it's a creepy relationship. I love the I love the actors. I think it's they're funny together. I'm not saying that, like, I hate the whole storyline, but mm-hmm. I guess, like, because I just don't care about them as a couple, I'm like, I don't care about these kids. Sorry. <laughs> well, and, like, we don't really see them until later when they're much older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get, like, two episodes with yeah. the kids after this, I think. And then that's They really it. hate Aunt Phoebes. That's a shame. Um, Ross brings in a new doctor for Phoebe to meet, but he's like 14 and she yells mm-hmm. and cries or makes him cry. Um, but he's from Bones, so it's okay. <laughs> who does he play in Bones? I've never seen that show. What? I'm dropping things. You've never seen Bones? No, I've heard such good oh, things dude, about it. I, I really think you would love Bones. Like it mm-hmm. is, it's fantastic. He plays some doctor. He plays another doctor. He's like, he said, like, you know, they, they get He's the bones typecast. and they look at the bones and then but they, they it, go get the murderer of the bones. It's like a drama, though, right? Because I don't watch dramas. It is, but, like, it's on the back burner from the bones. It's it's unlike any, like, CSI or, like, murder show I've ever seen because mm-hmm. it's it's about, like, bones. <laughs> Okay, so I've learned nothing new about the show <laughs> since this conversation began. I know Emily Deschanel is on it. I was going to say, Zoe Deschanel's sister and, is there. And I know We've it's got about some... bones. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Watch it. Okay. Just take my advice and watch it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joey is having sympathy pains uh, that turn out to be kidney stones kidney stones (laughs) i'm so afraid of kidney stones now this actor who plays joey's doctor uh his name is iqbal theba he later played um abed's father on community okay and then he plays the principal on glee oh okay Mm -hmm. he pops up in a lot of different shows he's like been acting for a long time and I think he's so funny. And I think he's really yeah. funny in this scene. Like it's He is. It's hard to make a role like this funny and memorable because But he did. Yeah, he it's just all in his delivery of kidney stones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> what um, else could it be? <laughs> now we get more of this fucking Fonzie doctor. Um I wrote this man needs to be institutionalized. Like <laughs> He's just what they're just letting this doctor run around treating patients when he can't stop talking about Fonzie. Like <laughs> it is like I would ask for another doctor too. What it the just hell? doesn't make sense. It's weird. I hate it. It's and the then, worst part of the episode, and, and then, it's such a huge part of the episode. Rachel talking to him about Mork versus Fonzie. It's just a whole thing. Um but That's then, it. <laughs> then we get um, Phoebe telling Rachel that she would like to keep one of the babies and asks her to talk to Frank and Alice for her. Um, There's so much going on. There's there, so much happening. There is really a lot. There is so it didn't, much. It didn't feel like a lot in the episode, but as we break it down, it, it, it seems way too busy. Well, you know, like the early seasons of Friends where like, they would have like 20 scenes in an episode and each one would be like five <laughs> seconds long and we'd be like, why Whiplash. the fuck did they do that? That's like yeah. kind of the vibe of this episode too. Like, I'm going to blame Marta and... Uh, and Dave. Yeah. Sorry, guys. The villains, I guess. <laughs> um, I like that Rachel tries to talk to Frank about it for like five seconds and then she's like, well, I've done all I can do. <laughs> She did more than I would do, jeez. I know, I would never say anything, and I'd be like, yeah, I would have just know. lied. Yeah, he said no, sorry, babe. Yep. <laughs> now, we have this cut between Phoebe and Joey, each having, like, their own labor, where mm-hmm. Joey's trying to pass the kidney stones, 
Phoebe's giving birth. Um, mm-hmm. I do like this look between Ross and Joey after <laughs> the kidney stones are out, and they're like, "Aw, look at them!" <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, a little bit of backstory into how they actually filmed this birth scene with uh, Lisa Kudrow. So this actual scene was pre-recorded. Um, obviously, they film Friends in front of a live studio audience, but. If you've ever been to one of those tapings, um, every so often they'll like show the audience a scene that they like mm-hmm. pre-taped like the day before or so. Um, so the actual scene where she has the baby is they had to pre-record because they were using actual infants. And Oh, okay. And they can only be under the studio lights for like so long because those are really hot. Um, yep. And they're not like it's really bright and it's not good for a baby. So... Basically, they coated them in, like, jelly, so they Mm -hmm. look like they're, like, fresh out of the womb. And then there's a woman to the side with, like, a stopwatch, basically being like, all right, and bring the baby out and, like, start. And then they have, like, a certain amount of time that they can, like, use each baby. Um, So that's how they did this. Okay. That is very interesting, actually. I do think that, like, Lisa Kudrow, I think, does do a really good job in this episode, I mean, she does. Lisa. Did I say Lisa? <laughs> gonna, you were going to Lisa Kidrow. Lisa Kidrow. <laughs> <laughs> and we get this like part where she has to have this moment where she's saying goodbye to the babies. And at this point, like they've obviously switched the babies out for like dolls. And mm-hmm. I wrote in my notes like, damn, Lisa can act with <laughs> with inanimate objects. Yes. Because remember that speech she gives to, like, the Petri dish? Mm-hmm. And now she's giving, like, a similar speech to the dolls. And, like, I had known that Lisa Kudrow won an Emmy for Friends. And I always assumed that it was for this episode. Because... No, just the phone. Just the phone yeah. convo from Because I was like, oh, what was her, like, what would her Emmy scene be? And I was like, well, maybe the thing with the babies, like, that's heartfelt. No, it was the fucking episode where she was on the phone the whole time. I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> uh what i loved about this scene is that the only joke that they made was the petri dish and then after it got serious we got to keep being serious Mm -hmm. until it went black and i was like thank Mm -hmm. you thank you for not breaking it up with terrible fucking jokes yeah they did the little high fives but it works you know? Yeah, that that wasn't because you're you're emotional at that point. You're already drawn mm-hmm. in. It's not like just like botch. Yeah, it's not Joey <laughs> like runs in with his kidney stones. He's like Phoebs, Phoebs. Want to see the my same kids? or some shit? You know, like <laughs> they for this they they knew that they needed to keep it the way that it was. While we're talking about Lisa Kudrow, I have to talk about this article I read um, where they talked to Deborah Jo Rupp, the woman who played Alice. And she was talking about how, like, because I, I, I think this might be the last time we see Alice. I think from here on out, we see, like, Frank. But I don't know if we see Alice again. I can't remember. I don't um, think that we do. I, don't I think, think it's so, only him. Because right after this is when she booked um that 70s show. And okay. in the article, she was talking about how, like, at the time that she booked Friends, she was in a really bad place. She hadn't been getting that many acting roles her mom was sick like she was barely making any money and then she booked this show and it was enough to like help her keep like basically keep making rent Mm -hmm. and it helped her get an audition for the that 70s show pilot oh wow but not only that i have to just talk about this she said um She said, around this time, my mother was diagnosed with a very fast-moving case of Parkinson's. She was living in Florida, and it got to the point where I had to move her to stay with me. Lisa Kudrow's brother is a neurologist in Santa Monica, and she facilitated me getting into his office with my mom. Basically, they kept my mom alive. It was pretty amazing, and Lisa did it because that's just who she is, just a kind person. Wow. That's That's insane. That's so amazing. Yeah, that's really, truly amazing. She also (laughs) tells this really funny story, total side tangent, where she's talking about how this episode was their 100th episode. And so since she was in it, like she got to go to the big 100th episode party that they threw. 
and Mm -hmm. that she started freaking out and asked for Brad Pitt's autograph (laughs) because he was there with uh, Jennifer Aniston. I'm dead. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. She was like, I felt like such a big, like geeky idiot, but I just had to do it. (laughs) And I thought that was just such an endearing story. (laughs) Well, now when I think of Lisa Kudrow, I'll think of her for that. But uh, before when I thought of Lisa Kudrow, it was just um, her 3DS commercials. What? She did a 3DS commercial? Do you not remember in 2010 when she was doing 3DS commercials? No, but I love that. They were everywhere. I will send you one. Uh, <laughs> oh my do. god, they're so I good. I have a 3DS. <laughs> oh, wait, do you have one? I used to. I wish I still did. I don't know what I did with it. Oh, girl, I still play mine. <laughs> <laughs> I have my Animal Crossing. Well, I had Animal Crossing on my 3DS. I don't know what I did with it. I wish I could I get didn't... it back. I honestly didn't even know about Animal Crossing then. I should have, but I didn't, and I, I never played it on that. I played the one on my regular DS. I played the one on my 3DS, and now I'm playing the one on my Switch. <laughs> I love that I'm, like, trying to mansplain Animal Crossing to you, and apparently you very much know everything about it. <laughs> so I've been very politely letting you do it. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me? I'm just, I've told like, you so many times. <laughs> I have finally registered it. It's finally stuck. I don't know how many times you had to tell me, but it's finally in. But I was like, you know what? She's trying to be nice and it's really sweet. So I'm just going to let her let her go. I would have put in all caps. I already know this. We are two different people, babe. We are two different people. I'm always so embarrassed when people are like, yeah, you already told me that story, but I just let you tell it to me again because you looked like you were having fun. And I'm like, no. Tell me you've already heard the story. I don't want to be out here like my dad, just re- fucking repeating stories all day long. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, tell me if if you if I if I should know. <laughs> it depends how far into the story you are. If you're like, hey, did no, I ever tell, tell me you at any point. This? Then I'll be like, yeah, you did. But if okay. you're like halfway through it and you're about to hit the punchline, I'm not gonna be like and scene. No, I've already sh- heard it. You could just be like, oh, I remember when you were telling me this. And then I would now be I like, know. oh, you know, and then I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't want to be retelling shit. That's so embarrassing. Oh, my God. It's part of being human. You no, just tell people. me. <laughs> Cut me the fuck off. Turn on the music. Take the mic away. Uh, get me off stage. Well, Chandler and Monica start, they make up because Chandler is, I, I don't know how else to say it. They have a conversation. <laughs> Chandler, Monica, they made up. They did. Okay, here's the thing. I remember this scene being like so much cuter than it was. Maybe I have like, okay. maybe I have rose colored glasses for Chandler and Monica. But like, I didn't remember what was said. And in my head, there was a, this was a much bigger admission of feelings. But Chandler is like, Chandler's like, you know what? I don't know if you've ever looked up goofing around, but like it means that we're good friends. We're having amazing sex. We want to get to know each other more. And then like Monica's like, all right, I'll cancel my date. And they're like, good, you know? Yeah. I don't know why. In my memory, I thought that like, I thought that there was a point where he says like, I don't want us to do that with other people or something like that. But he doesn't. Hmm. I don't know. know. I don't think this conversation would be enough for me. I would need him to explicitly be like, we are exclusive, bitch. Can we talk about Gulf War Boy and how um, she was like, are you busy tomorrow? And he was like, no, I'll get somebody to cover my shift. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. If you had work, you were busy. Uh, You were very busy. You were extremely busy. You have a 12-hour shift ahead of you. You literally are the busiest you could be. But no. Let me just very easily get somebody to cover my shift tomorrow at a hospital? Is it easier to get coverage there than most jobs? What the fuck is going on? I was, like, very taken aback by, like, you busy tomorrow? No, I'll get somebody to cover my shift. That sounds super, super busy, babe. (laughs) What? You could have just had him be like, no, it's my day off. Why did they have to pretend? No, I'll get somebody to cover my shift. Nah, I don't care about this job anyway. Like <laughs> You just fought for it so hard back there. And you're like, nah, yeah, no, I'll get somebody to cover it. I don't fucking care. That would have been so much funnier. <laughs> to get I was so taken aback. But I literally whatever. was like, I was like, um, uh, if you say so. Actually, okay. I have a patient, but they could be dead tomorrow. So I guess I might have the day off. 
<laughs> no, I have a root canal, but I'll cancel it. <laughs> like, what? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I also clocked that and I was like, that's fucking weird. What the hell? How desperate, too. <laughs> To be like, no, I'm not busy. I'll get somebody to cover my shift. That's how much I need to see you tomorrow. Yeah, this guy, he's getting jello in the middle of a work day. He's flirting with people. He's blowing off shifts for dates. I think this guy might be a bad nurse. <laughs> I think this guy, yeah, I think this guy might be fucking shit. I think he might not be good at what he does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the babies are out. Alice is here. Her friends <laughs> have to make Clay! out immediately. The, the babies around. <laughs> the babies around. Alice is there. One of them is it, Chandler's a girl. Chandler's a girl. You know what? The only Chandler I know is actually a girl. So, like, I don't think I know any Chandlers at all. I know one Chandler from my childhood. She was this girl who would just randomly like appear every so often because she sounds like magic. Well, we lived next to this. Like, our next-door neighbor was a an old woman named Nana okay. Goats. And Nana Goats... Honey, stop. Sweetie. <laughs> Nana Goats was a very sweet woman. She had a granddaughter. Did she have goats? No, but she had a granddaughter. I don't know why she was named Nana Goats. Jesus. Maybe her last name was Goats. Like, G-O-A-T-E or something. I have no idea. Mm, but maybe. um, her granddaughter was my same age. Her name was Chandler. Every so often, Chandler would just appear because I had no idea when she was going to visit her grandma, and we would run around mm. and we would recreate. Um, we would recreate the Lion King two, and we would oh. always fight over who got to be uh, Kovu and who got to be Kiara, and then um, we would recreate the Aristocats, and we would fight over who got to be Marie, the cute little cat. Um, and then we would play Lion King 1, and we would push each other off the slide, and it was hmm. fun. I miss being a kid. That shit is so fun. There's, like, just a lot of... Fucking making shit up. There's a lot of friends you have as a kid that just, like, disappear one day. That's true. Because, like, I one day she just, like, never came back again, and I was, yeah. like, Nana Goats moved, like... You gotta try to find this you know? bitch. I've had so many friends, like, from growing up that I remember where, like, one day I just came to school... And they were like, oh, yeah, they moved. And then, like, I yeah. never saw them again. And I was like, what the fuck? We were, like, best friends. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What do you mean they moved? Yu Jung. There was this girl I was best friends with in second grade named Yu Jung. And one day, Yu Jung just, like, moved in the middle of the school year. And, like, I never saw her again. And I didn't oh, know where sweetie. she lived. The hunt for Yu Jung. So Guys, if Yu Jung, if you're out there... <laughs> Remember me from seventh from second grade? <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I remember there was one game that I used to play where I was an Australian um I was the crocodile hunter and I would turn this the <laughs> hose on as high as possible and it would go around like a snake and I would talk in a fake Australian accent and I would tackle the hose and I would get it and I <laughs> caught my prey. I love that. And I would talk about it like I was on a television show. <laughs> I'd look at a fake camera. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I'd be like, oh, look at her. She's beautiful. <laughs> I had like a hat. I wore. Crikey. Literally I me in the backyard. And my mom would be like, Katie, turn off the hose. Because <laughs> the fucking backyard oh my was God, fucking dude. like flooding. Dude, the hose was like the most fun thing when you were a kid. Like drinking but from the like hose. But you like weren't allowed to touch it. Drinking from the hose, running in the sprinklers, like any water. And I was in not the allowed yard. to touch the hose at my house because I I was making puddles. I was making <laughs> lots of puddles and it was not good for the grass, I'll tell you that. You could tell where I was with the hose because there would be puddles. spots in the grass <laughs> from well. where it died from too much water. <laughs> Well, my grass was just, like, dead for my entire childhood. Like, we just had, like, okay. a dead yard. So mm -hmm. we would always put the sprinklers on and shit to, like, try to revive it. But that shit was just dead. So I don't think my parents cared. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Um. Well, I guess that's the end of this episode. Um, oh, thank God. Jesus. <laughs> we did it. We, we did it. We powered through that. God. What were your titles for this one, Katie? I think I've, like, started to get pretty bad at titles, babe, because these ones aren't strong either. <clears throat> the one with grandma's sexy chicken salad. 
<laughs> I kind of like that one. That's funny. But does it even really make sense? Does it even make sense? <laughs> it doesn't, I don't know. Unless you really know the lines of the episode, which I do. <laughs> I guess. The one where Chandler is a girl. Love it. <laughs> it's it's weak, babe. It's weak. It is a little weak. The <laughs> one where Monica dates a nurse. <laughs> I have Katie. one that's similar. Yeah. The one with all the happy days. <laughs> I actually did almost do that one. I just don't think they're very good. I need to <laughs> get my my creative juices flowing a little more for the next episode. Um, I have the one where Phoebe has the babies. Okay. Um, the one with the male nurses. Okay. And then I have like two alternates for the same thing, which is basically like the one with the happy days doctor. Oh, that's so much better. And uh, the one with the doctor who loves Fonzie. Those are both great. Those are both fantastic. Thanks. I got to get it together. I got to get it together, babe. <laughs> um, where can everybody find you, Katie? You can find me everywhere at Little Baby Kate's. Where can everybody find you? You can <laughs> find me on TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> so wait, you're telling me if I just say it normal, you will? I, I kind of tried to say it like you did, but it was just so <laughs> normal that it came out so normal. I was scared of that. <laughs> you guys can find Sorry. me at Cuckoo for Cloclo Puffs. And if you liked this episode, then go ahead and share it with your friends who also love friends. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. Subscribe on every place that you ever did listen to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do what she said. Yes. <laughs> um, That's it. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what the next episode is. I have no idea because this one was so bad. Wait, I think it's playing right now. Um, it is the one where Phoebe hates PBS. Oh man, I never watched that episode. Oh, I like this one. It starts with uh, Rachel walking in on Monica being absolutely spread eagle on the bed, <laughs> thinking that it's Chandler. So <laughs> I, yeah, I like this one. I don't remember disliking it. I feel like this one just. I don't remember why. I just, like, don't remember anything that happens. So, oh, this is the one where Joey hosts, thinks he's hosting the telethon, right? And then he's just yes. on the phones. Oh, okay. I'm excited like, about tr- tr- that the one. Good, the good deed thing, yes. I think, okay. is the vibes. I'm excited yes. about that one. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Yes, me.